This podcast follows the ordinary stories of entrepreneurs in the financial industry who broke their false beliefs, built companies, lost everything, and yet found the motivation to persevere in their stillest hour. Pricing is a fascinating concept because higher prices themselves can create value simply because of the fact that you are more expensive. So welcome back. Uh, This is Irresistible Offer component number nine, uh, pricing and pricing structures. So if you're anything like me, um, I cannot tell the difference between a $12 bottle of wine, a $30 bottle, and a $50 bottle, right? And I don't think most people can. Now, of course, when I when I said this, I think to a friend of mine, they were like, yeah, of course I like, what is your problem? And I was like, I, I don't know. I, maybe I could tell the, I could tell the difference between like a $7 barefoot and like a $30 bottle, something like that. Um, but I just generally can't tell the difference. And yet when I buy a $50 bottle of wine and well, uh, be honest with myself, um, probably more, I'm more in like the 12 to $18 range because I can't tell the difference. But when and if, uh, and I have, when I buy a $50 bottle of wine, I feel better about the quality of the product. I believe it's better when I taste it. I couldn't survive a blind taste test, but I believe that it's better. And so one of my favorite concepts of this, it's less cliche, um, is of cheesesteaks here in Philadelphia where I live. So what do you think the profit margin is on a cheesesteak? Well, one article from Philly Magazine was moaning how difficult it is for restaurants to get by. And they were saying, well, they've gone from 15 to 20% margins down to 4 to 7% margins. Um, and this means that if you spend $10, the restaurant's only pocketing 40 to 70 cents uh, in profit. And there's this horrible, vicious cycle of competing on price. So everyone who competes on price and if you haven't listened to any of our other episodes, um, what I mean by competing on price is you, you know, you sell your services for, um, you know, by hour, for example, or a thousand dollars, and then someone else lowers them, right? And then you're like, oh, like I'm a service provider, I have to lower them to stay competitive, right? And so you lower them a little more, and everyone gets squeezed down, and the market kind of has this process of squeezing people down to where they barely survive um, and turn a profit. A lot of businesses. Uh, pricing looks something like this, right? Well, what are all of my competitors doing? Well, I'll try to give the the customer a bit more, right, than my other competitors, and my I'll make my prices middle of the road to stay competitive. Um, but then the vicious cycle kicks in, and a couple service providers start dropping their prices. So you have to drop your prices, and then they drop them a bit more, and then you drop yours again, and so on. And it's just this eventual road to failure. Unless you can be a market leader and charge less than everyone else, or you have some new way like Walmart um, and bulk purchases and distribution, right, to charge the lowest prices, then it's not really a good idea to try. Now, there's other companies, there's, there is, you know, lowest price strategies. Um, but if you're a coach, you're a consultant, you're a creator, software company, like don't, don't, don't try to be the lowest price. Um, it's a slow road and it's a road that honestly leads to burnout. Um, instead, charge premium prices and increase the value. You'll even get a small lift by the value that's created by higher prices uh, intrinsically. So Barclay Prime in Philadelphia decided to try this model on one menu item. 
It's a new twist on the Philly cheesesteak, made with the finest ingredients, Wagyu beef, sesame roll, along with, I, I was reading actually this, this uh, description, I couldn't pronounce like any of the words, um, foyer grass, mousse, truffle butter, um, Italian something, cheese, sounds very expensive cheese, and a half a bottle of champagne. The cost, uh, a whopping $120, the world's most expensive cheesesteak. You could get 12 cheesesteaks at Pat's or Gino's, um, who, which are a lot more famous, um, for the same price. But, you know, they call it a cheesesteak from Pat or Gino's. Um, they call it a cheesesteak. Um, but a $120 cheesesteak from Barclay Prime, Thrillist calls it a work of art. So while the profit margins were undisclosed, couldn't find them on Google, um, I imagine them to be many, many times better than the restaurant average of 4 to 7%. So instead of competing on the lowest price, charge premium prices and increase the perceived and real value of your product. Lower prices generate a negative price war, which brings unloyal customers who are less invested in your services. So if they're less invested, they're less loyal because they're just kind of price shoppers, right? And they weren't even concerned about the outcome. Well, guess what? They will have worse outcomes because they're not loyal and they're not as invested because they're not paying as much. They'll have less perceived value because the product's cheaper and you will have less profit to pour back into your services to hire the best people and get results. On the contrary, higher prices produce loyal customers who are more invested in your services, which means they will get better results because their full attention is focused on you, right? They're like, oh, this is, you know, I mean, it's kind of expensive. So I want to make sure I, I get the value and like, I want to sure, I want to make sure the outcome that they're telling me uh, is going to happen because I paid them for, I want to make sure that outcome is on track, right? They're going to be focused. They're going to have more perceived value because your prices are higher and you will have more profit to pour back into your business, making your service better, enabling you to hire the best people. Now, does this mean that you can just double your prices? Well, unfortunately not. Um, you, know, you need to have the other 10 components of an irresistible offer, but price by itself is a signal of value and in some way, some limited way, can create value. So if I'm a creator, if I'm a coach, I'm a consultant, what, you know, where should my prices be? Well, my prices should be towards the higher end of that premium range. And you know what that is um, generally uh, in your, you know, in your service business. You know, then make sure your bonuses are in place and your risk reversals are in place through your guarantees. Now, if you're thinking about an actual, there's tons and tons and tons of different types of pricing structures. And um, probably, I don't know, I'll probably create a whole episode about the different types of pricing structures there are. Um, but here's one, um, and this is particularly good if you're, you know, you're on the newer side of thinking about increasing your prices, and you're like, oh man, like I've, I, I currently charge like say $500 to do this project, or it usually takes me like a set amount of hours, and it's like $600, $700, and I'm thinking about doubling it, or I'm thinking about increasing it, or I charge a thousand, you know, and and it's like, well, could it be worth two thousand? And there, there's definite trepidation because it's like, I'm going to get on the phone with a prospect and I, I, I'm not sure if the price is going to scare him more or if it's going to scare me more. <laughs> um, so here's, a, here's a, a simple sort of pricing model to help, to help us kind of get over that, that fear. So let's say you are charging $1,000 for your service currently. 
you go through all the irresistible offer components, right? You're, 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 you're sharpened up on all of those. You've got a great offer. Your offer is compelling. And then you take your price when everything's done. You know, you fixed your, fixed your pitch decks, you've, your website's looking good, and it's got the right language, it's attracting your ideal customer, right? And then you change your price and say you were charging $1,000, um, and then you change it to $3,000. Huge jump, right? And so customer walks in, walks through the door, and is like, oh, okay, hi, you know, you go through everything, go through your presentation, and then you're like, the price is uh, $3,000. And you say, you know, you can pay $1,500 now and $1,500 when the project's completed, or you can pay $2,000 today. Um, or in, instead of today, insert your, the window of time that fits with your structural urgency. So whatever structural urgency you've set up for your company, say you can only take three or four clients or 10 clients a month, whatever it is. It's like, hey, like if you're one of the, you know, the we're on client, you know, six, you know, so far this month, um, we can only really have four more. Um, so if you, you know, if you want to do that and get in, uh, instead of paying $1,500 now and $1,500 later, you pay $2,000 and you save a thousand dollars. Um, and that can be quite a powerful, a powerful pricing strategy to walk the customer through and to encourage them to take action. Now, one side note, well, two side notes, let's work through this first side note first. If you're, if you're, still feeling hesitant after you've fixed your entire offer, customer acquisitions flowing, right? All these elements are fixed. Um, but if you're afraid that it's like, ah, oh, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to lose this cash flow. I, you know, I'm, what if people say no and they never come back? Um, then just take the above approach that we just talked about, but create an essentials version of your ser service which takes just the key elements of your service and follow up with your prospect afterward and explain that you have a group a group product where you do what you would do with your flagship service, but you just do it with a few people. Or there's uh, only like a few days of the month that you do that particular service on, which helps streamline it for you. So you're not running around taking like a bunch of clients you don't want or, or, ter or difficult clients. And then that's your downsell. So basically you're like, yeah, like, so this it's a thousand dollars, but there's a few of these, you know, these criteria. We only do it in a group and, you know, we only do it like the last few days of the month. Um, but if you want to jump on board, um, you know, you, you can, you can go for that. So it's, it's a good way to set up because you have your main price and then you have kind of your down sell, uh, which is more of an essentials version of what you do. So that's irresistible offer component, uh, number nine. And, um, yeah, that's how to think about price. Price can actually create value in and of itself, which is this crazy thing. And, um, that's one idea for a pricing structure, pricing structures. There's many different types of pricing structures many different ways to structure your guarantees, um, you know, structure the bonuses in there just right. And so you're going to have to work with something that's, you know, custom to you. But hopefully this is giving you a couple ideas uh, of the way you can you can package this together and, and create that, that uh, ninth component of an irresistible offer. So that's all I've got for you for today. Um, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Episode.